Awesome. Well, I am Danielle DeSmith. Tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I've been coming to this church for a little over eight years. I've been married for 15 to um, Brian. And we have two kids, 13 and 12. I was going to say 11. She just turned 12. So Dylan is 13 in eighth grade. And Stella is 12 in sixth grade. So they, um, they bring me a lot of joy and it's good being a mom, you know, in all stages of life. I find that as they grow up, I, um, I'm enjoying them more and more, communing with them, figuring out their passions, their gifts. I think that's really, really important. And then embracing it if it's not what I think it looks like, you know, how that it is. So... Um, I am so excited for what the Lord is going to do today. I'm super, super expectant. I believe that when we're in the presence of the Lord, that we never leave the same way we entered in. So you walked through, through these doors one way, carrying whatever. We, we all have different life struggles, life battles, but I believe that this is an anointed time where God is going to reveal to you things that maybe need to come outside of your toolbox and get rid of and dump in the trash. That's what I'm believing for you. It's so interesting as... as um, so I have some props, and I'm not the best, but this will, this, this will do, right? Um, so it's so interesting because what I find in the body of Christ is that when the Holy Spirit is present, unison happens. And what I mean by that is as we were singing, you know, I didn't know the songs that Amy was going to pick out this morning. And, and it's interesting because a lot of times there's a flow, right? There's a flow. And what the Holy Spirit does is he allows that flow to work and so then he can, like, pass the baton to the next person that's going to do their thing, Right? So as I was sitting there worshiping, I'm like, Lord, you're so good. You're so good. Because we're talking about surrender, right? We're talking about our hearts, all oh, those two things. I mean, th those are two huge things, your heart for one, and surrender. So what I'm going to do to start off, so this is a flag. <laughs> I know, I know. At least it gives you a visual, right? So we, um, me and my kids and my husband, we went to the beach on Sunday. It was such a beautiful day. And the um, water is just, it's getting ready for spring and for summer. There's no ice on it. And my daughter picked up this walking stick. And she's like, Mom, can I bring it home? And at first I'm like, what am I going to do with a stick? <laughs> well, what was so great is I let her bring it home. And then it was sitting in the garage. And then the Lord said to me, you're going to use that on Thursday for a surrender flag. So one thing that's really um, important to me, because I've seen it work, and I believe in the movement of the Holy Spirit, is faith is an action, okay? So when you are seeking God for an answer, 
And when you don't know what the next step is, faith is an action. I want you to remember that. So what I'm going to do right now, this is just an act of faith, and I want you to join me in your way. So what we're going to be talking about today a lot is about intimacy. Because when we have a toolbox, and there's some things in that toolbox that we pick up along the way, on the long the way of life's journey, there's some things that should not be there. And in order to open that toolbox and let the Holy Spirit do a work, we have got to let him in. And in order to let him in, we have to surrender. So, if you will with me, and this is just for you, and I pray that as we do this, God is going to drop words, visions, memories that you will need to write down to remember because this is going to be a work within you. What I mean by that is this is going to be a building block. These next three weeks are going to be a building block for what he is going to show and reveal. So as I walk around you girls, I would like you to raise your hands. You don't have to raise them high. You can just go like this. Intimacy, broken down means into me you see. Intimacy, into me you see. So if you can just open up, because this is a posture. When you open up, even if it's your hands like this, when you're in a posture of that, Notice that you're not like this. You're not like uh, holding it in. You're opening yourself up, which if you know where your heart is, it's right there. And you're opening and you're surrendering. And you're, you're basically lifting, lifting, just lifting your, the box off your heart and surrendering. So if you guys can do that right now, and I am just going to pray before we just start digging in. Heavenly Father, Jesus, I... Lift up my sisters right now, Lord. I say, have your way in here, Jesus. Lord, we surrender every itinerary, every thought, every lie, every unbelief. And we say, Lord Jesus, fill that up. Fill it up with your goodness, with your peace, with your mercy, with your truth. Lord God, we are longing to release, to release fear and anxiety and worry and doubt. Lord, we just give it all to you and we surrender it, Lord God. This is an act of faith. We don't know what it looks like, but I know you're speaking to them right now. God, I know that you are giving them pictures, a word, a scripture, because you are a God that wants his daughters to grow and mature in knowing who you are. And so as I'm raising this flag of surrender, God, it is an act to show you that we are here to learn, to get equipped, to lay down things that we might have been holding on to for just a bit too long. So Lord, I give you this time. I give you all of your daughters right here, God. We just come before you 
as humble, faithful servants. And we say, have your way. Lord, we, we do not want to leave the same. Lord, and we are expecting great things from this message because you say that when we are in your word, that we don't leave the same, that we go from glory to glory. And so, Lord, we receive that. And we know that this is a safe place because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and there's no condemnation. And if you are feeling something, just know that that's not condemnation, that's conviction. Just know what you're hearing. And if it's something that's pushing if it's something that is making you feel really uncomfortable, test, test the spirit. Test the spirit. Oh, Lord, we just love you so much and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I am believing for great things for everyone sitting here. I am believing that God is going to reveal things to you. And it's a process. It's a process. So you've got to give yourself grace in the process. Okay? And one thing that I, is so I, it's so funny, the things that he told me to bring. So here's a toolbox. This is my son's toolbox. I know. And I don't even know why. He got it. He won it somewhere. But I just want you to be aware of this. There's a lock on here, right? God woke me up early this morning, and um, my talk wasn't done. And I was like, Lord, why do I feel like I'm missing something? And he said, well, just tell them that the toolbox is their heart. And I was like, and I said, okay, I will tell them. So just, just pay attention to the lock. Pay attention to the locks that he is going to start revealing to you. So how do you start processing through what you have collected over the years? The hurts, the shame, the guilt, the anger, the bitterness. How in the world do you even remotely start sorting through that? Well, I would say that the first thing is surrender. That's the first. Because you have got to be willing to go there. You have got to be willing to open up the toolbox or the heart. You've got to. Because the heart is the one thing that the Lord asks to give back to him. So important. So knowledge is power, and knowing how to use or to get rid of whatever is in your toolbox, and the manner of how, how you do it is so important. So four things that I'm going to keep coming back to this morning. 
that I want you to write down and remember because I believe that this is going to continue after you walk out of that door today. He is going to continually talk to you about what he shows you today in your own life. He will. I know he will. So number one, know that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That is stated in Hebrews 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what does that mean for you? Well, know that as we dig into the word, if he is the same God that did all of these crazy, miraculous things thousands of years ago, he is the exact same God living alive today. And if we start learning these things, then we can have faith to apply them to our life. But until we know what's in here, we cannot begin to unravel all of the things that is in here or in here. Okay? Number one. Number two, we have to be able to trust the one that we are believing in for the victory. Oh man, that's a pretty big deal. That capital T word, trust. So we have to be able to trust the one that we are believing for, for the victory. Psalm 27, verse 4 and 5 says, One thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Because John 16, verse 33, so he tells us, ladies, he tells us, here on this earth you will have trials and sorrows, but take heart, because I have overcome the world. So he's not saying, maybe you're going to have some trials. Yeah, he's saying you will. Okay, so... If that's the case, he's telling us, and if God, if, if God is telling us, he's also going to tell us what to do when that happens. So he's also going to tell us, hey, I'm going to give you some tools to put in your toolbox. I'm going to give you some tools to put in your heart. But I, I need to empty out some other things that are in there that you might have just unconsciously collected along the way, because life happens. So that's two. So first, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Two, we have to be able to trust the one that we are believing in for the victory. Because if we don't trust him, we're not going to engage. We won't. We will go like this and be like, oh, you're so nice. But no, thank you. But maybe, but oh, no. I mean, think about that for a second. Think about that. Why does this go up? Lies. Yep. Just think about that. How is he speaking to you right now? 
What is he showing to you? Write those down. Number three. three this is three of four. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from a place of victory. And that's really important to understand. That's really important to understand. Because that is a mind shift. As soon as you understand who goes before you, you know, the word says that God is our, our front guard and our rear guard. That he is the alpha and the omega. That he goes before us and behind us. Okay, see, this is, this is the word. I'm not making this up. This is what he tells us. So if, so if we are, and we're going to be in battles, because he told us here in John 16, we're going to be in battles, Right? But we have to remember, he already has gone before us. Does that mean that it's not going to be hard? No. No. Ugh. Um, yes. Okay, so the scripture that I want to go through this, because I'm giving you scriptures with each four things, okay? So Luke 10, 19 says, I love this, and you just got to take it and you got to put it in your pocket because this is just so great. It says, I have, not might, not will later, I have given you authority over the power of the enemy and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. You have got to know and believe that. You've got to know that no matter what you're going through right now, that he has got you in the palm of his hand and your heart might be just, oh, and I am so sorry for that. I am so sorry for what you're going through. But you do not go like this to God at that moment. No way. You go like this as hard as it is. And you, ah. Oh. Because when you're like this, oh my gosh, he made you. He knows everything about you, Ellie. Everything. Everything. He knows when you wake up and that you, when you don't want to get out of bed. He knows that. All he wants is will, will you go like this so then I can come and go like this. Because when you go like this, how am I going to hug you? I can't. Number four, you have to be able to listen to the one that is giving instructions. It's really important because if you aren't willing to listen, then you will, I want to put this the right way. We all have choices, right? We all have choices. And some choices deliver consequences. And just like Priscilla Schreier was talking about walking with the Spirit, because God said, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to leave someone better here. Okay, that person, we've got to get to know, which is the Holy Spirit. 
Every single one of you here can hear him. You have to choose if you're going to. So what does that look like? Well, start communing with him. And you're like, maybe you're saying to yourself, but I really don't know how to do that. I get that. How about start by, good morning, Holy Spirit. I know you're going to be with me today. I acknowledge your presence. And then let him start working. You know, it's not a magical potion, but the welcoming. Okay? If someone rang your doorbell, right, you would open that door. You've got to let him in. But it's so important to know the voice. It's so important. And it's a practice. It's a learned thing, right? But remember, it's not a magic formula. So don't think that you're not good enough. Don't think that you don't pray enough. Don't think that if you did something wrong, all of a sudden Jesus is going to be like, oh, going to take the Holy Spirit away from you. Way to mess up, sister. Nope, he doesn't work that way. Nope. And the reason why it's really important to know that is because if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, he is still this loving God that died on the cross for every single one of our sins. It's not some thing that we just talk about and it doesn't activate our life. Like the power of the cross, the power of the resurrection is so powerful that if we don't embrace it, it's kind of like a gift sitting over here that we are not opening and not choosing to live in. But we've got to be in the word in order to understand what's been given to us. Does that make sense? So the scripture that I have for number four is, um, Psalm, well, I have two actually, I couldn't choose. Psalm 91 verse five. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. So that's really, he's saying that to us. When you call to me, I will answer you. I'm not going to put you on call waiting. I'm not that kind of God. I'm not going to have to make a lunch date with you because I'm just too busy over here. No. No. But we see, okay, remember, faith is an action. We have to say, Lord. We have to say, I need you. We have to go like this. It's an action. Now, that might be all that you can muster up or just say, Jesus. That's all you need to say. And he is right there. Welcoming him is so important. The second one that I have is Jeremiah 33, 3. And it says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. How amazing is that? Call to me and I will answer you. And then it's not, it, he just doesn't leave you at that. He says, and I will tell you great and hidden things 
that you have not known. So that means that he wants to continually tell us things that we're going to need for our daily walk. Right? Okay, so let's just remember, let's four things. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Number two, we have to be able to trust, with a capital T, the one that we are believing in for the victory. Whatever you are going through, we have to be able to welcome him in and say, Lord, you fight my battles for me. It is not me getting, mustering up all this strength. No, and that's one thing that we're going to dig in today, and I think it's going to bring very much encouragement to you because all of these battles in the Bible, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. When you start digging in and realizing what these commanders really didn't do to win the battle, it's amazing. It's amazing, but they trusted Number three, we are not fighting, and this is really, really important for you to understand. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from a place of victory. And it's because what God has already done on the cross. That doesn't mean, though, that we don't have to have faith as an action and, must, and muster up our faith in order to walk through the storms, but you have to remember who goes before you. He is our forerunner. Think about that. He is ahead of us already, paving the way, knowing even when we choose to make the wrong choice, he knows we're going to do that. But that doesn't mean, I mean, think about that song we sung this morning. That doesn't mean that he's like, oh, sheep, shoot. <laughs> no. He's like, wait a second. Wait a second, I have something better for you. It's a process. Because then, because really as soon as you start going this way, what's going up? So then you have to put the hand down, turn, open up, and then he can come in. All of this is an action. It's very simple, but it's an action. And it's doing it because you know what is said in the word. Okay, number four. You have to be able to listen to the one that is giving instruction. You have to. It's a practice. And it's something that comes, I don't want to say with maturity, but you know there's a scripture in the word that talks about, well, or just think of life. When an infant comes out of, um, when an infant is born, they first start on what? Milk. Yeah? And, and actually, Christianity is, there, there's um, a verse in the Bible that compares it. You go from milk to solid food, right? So with the Holy Spirit, it is, it is a journey, okay? And if, if you haven't engaged actively within the Holy Spirit, maybe that's something he's beckoning you to do. And it's not, just remember, it's not difficult. It's just a conscious effort to start to acknowledge him in your life. I mean, if Jesus said, I'm leaving, but I'm leaving someone better than I, don't you want to get to know that person? 
And I think what's so hard is because we can't see, but that's the thing we can hear. We can hear. And that's why the Bible says, renew your mind on a daily basis. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Because if you don't renew your mind, and this world is loud, I mean, give me a break. We have social media up the wazoo. We have social media up the wazoo. And social media up the I mean, it is raising kids in this era, Lord help me. It is so hard, but that's the thing. That's the thing. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's a continual, continual surrender, which in turn is a transforming your mind. Filling your mind up with good thoughts. Where does that come from? It does not come from Instagram. It does not come from, as much as it, you can rely on it, it does not come from your girlfriends. It does not come from your mother. And it does not come from your daughter. It only comes from Jesus. Right. And if you are not practicing that on a daily basis, your toolbox is going to get so heavy that you can't even walk and start doing what he's wanting you to do in this world. Because the tools that he gives you is what equips you to walk out your passions, walk out your gifts and talents, because every single one of you has been made for a purpose and has been made to do something for the kingdom. Don't you want to know what that is? Ah, and once you find out, then your toolbox is like, oh, well, then here we go, going to my job or whatever. But really, it's here. So we talked about right in the beginning, surrender. Mm. This is a tough one. You know, um, that song, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I fully give. The picture in my mind is taking my heart, putting it on a platter, and basically going like this. Here you go. That's, I mean, think about that. And letting him in his gentleman way Tell me what's in there that shouldn't be. Oh, is that humbling? It's so hard, too, because sometimes the direction that we're walking isn't where we're supposed to be walking. So after you choose to surrender, your itinerary your plans, your ideas, your, your heart, and he was, and, 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 and you're open, right? Because he has it, and he starts telling you different. Are you going to grab it back? It's hard. 
It's so hard. So what does surrender look like? To yield to the power, control, or possession of another upon demand. To give up completely or to free, to forego, especially in favor of another. To give oneself up in power of another, especially as a prisoner. That one's interesting. Where is he speaking to you right now? Don't deny it. Do not shut that door. But remember, he's a gentleman, right? And what I always remember when I'm starting to feel condemned, I'm like, am I feeling led or pushed right now? Because Satan pushes quick. You know, uh, you're no good. You're not worthy. Look at what you've done. And God's like, come, just come. Let's just deal with this. Let's get through this. Just remember, when you start to get confused, because remember, the enemy comes into what? Steal, kill, and destroy. So going like this, what is he doing? That's not love. That's not compassion. That doesn't make you want to give up what maybe you shouldn't have in your life, does it? No. That actually makes you want to go like this. Mine. And really, that's, we, don't, we, we, don't, we don't want to live like that. Um, when, I was, when I was researching surrender in the Bible, you know, clearly to me, it was all about battles. And, you know, you know waving your white flag and saying, okay, you got us. I'm not going to fight anymore. It was interesting, and I, um, I was going to put a, a chart up, but I forgot to tell him, so I'm, I will show it next week. But it's interesting how the Bible breaks down the different segments of the different topics, per se, in the Bible of how surrender is used. And I'll dig more into that next week. But what I have written down here is surrender is an act, not going in on your own power but in the faith that you have in God. Again, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord, but by my spirit. Because when we started and I was waving the flag, you know, you guys had to be willing now, maybe you were still apprehensive, but you had to be willing to go like this in order to open up, right? In order to step out in faith, in order for God to start showing you, like, okay, you've just let me in, but I'm going to be gentle. I'm not going to force my way in because that's not my character. That's not his character. He, he doesn't condemn I think someone in here needs to hear that. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus for those who love him. Condemnation makes you like, like this. This is what condemnation does. Like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. Conviction brings you to your knees, 
opens you up and just said, Lord, have your way. As hard as it is, because there's some things that if they, like, I kind of like envision it like a, like a, a heart that's been so wounded that the intimacy with the Father is so scary. Because if I give you this, what's going to happen? I, 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 I kind of want to control that. Can you just let me control my heart? Because then I can protect it. And then, and, then, and, then, and then I'll feel better. But it's not what's the best for us because when you start doing like this, really what's happening is you're suffocating the heart. You're not letting it flow freely. Pump that blood around your body. Give you life. You're actually holding it in. And you're retaining the circulation of what needs to happen for you to function free. So there's stages of surrender, right? So this is a process. It doesn't happen, well, I don't know. He can do whatever he can do. I'm not going to say that. But I think, like, you know, like when you peel an onion, there's layers, and I feel like there's layers to surrender. Because to fully give him everything that you worry about or that you're holding on to, sometimes he just is like, because he's such a gentleman, he so is, he'll be like, okay, can you, what about this area in your life? Can you give me that? And then, and then, and then once you have released that, then he'll start filling you up with his goodness and his kindness and building that spirit of yours up because that's what he does. He does not remove something and leave you naked. He always, it's always an exchange. Always. Always. Because he wants to show you how good he is. Where the enemy is a counterfeit. Right? Just remember that. And you always have to test, test the spirit of what you're hearing. And then you go into the word. And if, it, and if it lines up with God's word, then you know. But if it starts giving, getting confusing for you, God is not a God of confusion. So stages of surrender. I got this from Oswald Chambers. And um, he says, after surrender, then what? Like, think about that. Okay, I just surrendered, now what? John 17, verse 4 says, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Okay. I just surrendered. Now what? Aswald says, surrender is not the surrender of the external life. So the outward man, okay? But of the will. Or you could say the heart. When that is done, all is done. 
There are very few crises in life. The great crisis is the surrender of the will. God never, never crushes a man's will into surrender. Hear that. He never beseeches him. He waits until the man yields up his will to him. That battle never needs to be refought. Yielding your spirit, yielding your wants, your desires, yielding it unto the Lord, because he's a good father, what he does is he gives you something better. Like, he's not going to take away something that he's asking you to give him and leave you high and dry. He would never do that. That's not who he is. And that is why it is so important, I know I've said this more than once, but to know the character of our God. It is so important. Because then that is what, number three, you got to trust him. If you don't fully trust the Lord, and know his character, you are going to be reserved in surrender. You know, growing up, I didn't have a good relationship with my earthly father and struggled a lot on many different levels. He was an alcoholic. Um, you know, growing up with, with, with a parent of that nature, um, and then you can't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Act normal. But everyone knows. But I didn't know. But you know what I mean? Like, every, I didn't know that everyone know, knew. My interpretation of Heavenly Father directly was impacted by my interpretation of my earthly father. Okay? So... I sought after God at a very young age, and he heard my cry, but I did have a distorted view of this because I had a distorted view of this, or because I didn't have a healthy this. So I want you to understand that if you have never taken time to get to know Father God, and if you have a broken relationship with your earthly father or maybe you were abandoned or maybe you were abused. I'm so sorry if that happened to you. But please don't let that hinder you walking with Heavenly Father. Don't let that hinder because he's not that person that did that to you. He's not. And he didn't he, he's never forsaken you or left you. Surrender for deliverance. Come unto me and I will give you rest. It is after we have begun to experience what salvation means that we surrender our wills, our heart, to Jesus for rest. 
Whatever is perplexing heart or mind is a call to the will. Come unto me. It is a voluntarily, a, volun- a volunteer coming to Jesus. You're not being pushed. You're not being condemned and walking in shame. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. If there is shame on you, that is not of the Lord. God is not like that. All he wants is your heart. That's all he wants. Surrender for devotion. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. The surrender here is of myself to Jesus, myself with his rest at the heart of it. If you would be my disciple, give up your right to yourself to me. Then the remainder of the life is nothing but the love of Jesus in you. So really, a place of surrender is also a place of rest. How interesting is that? And that actually makes sense because by the time that I have the courage, because it does take courage to surrender. It does. It's no small act. So by the time that I come and and raise my flag and go like this for surrender, even though I could have like a, a heavy heart per se, I'm still at rest because I finally said, ah, I can't do this anymore. And if, Lord, if your word says that you give better things to me by emptying my toolbox, emptying my heart, then why wouldn't you want to do that? But when, if you don't understand the character of Jesus, you wouldn't want to, right? Because you might have a distorted view. And how do we get that distorted view? Life. Ugh. The childlike faith starts to, I don't want to say chisel away, but life, right? Experiences. People disappoint relationships, experiences, they just start to chisel away at you and your heart starts to get calloused, but you don't even realize that your heart is getting calloused because you're just doing life. And then all of a sudden you have a really heavy toolbox and you don't even realize that you have a heavy toolbox and some of you might even have a deadbolt on here. Because to be honest with you, it is way easier, let's just be real, to keep that deadbolt and then to act like everything's okay and to not go there because I've been faking it for so long and I can walk out into the public and put my, everything's great but then I come behind closed doors and I am absolutely miserable. Why? No, don't. Don't. It's not worth it. 
But it's a gentle process, and it's a process. It's a transition, because it's actually a whole new way to live and to be transparent, right? I mean, think about the people that you're the most attracted to. I'm not saying physically. I'm saying spiritually. I'm saying think about the people in your life. Just bring them up in your head and think about why you're attracted to them. What attracts you to them? You know, when I think about the story of David and Goliath, you know, a lot of people talk about when he went up and, you know, um, got him with these four stones that he found in a stream. And just, that's what we talk about. But we don't talk about what he did before that. We don't talk about what got him ready for that battle before that battle. Why I'm bringing that up, do you know how important it is what you do behind closed doors with the Lord? It is so important. Because as soon as you open that door, and as soon as you step out into the world, you are going to have flying arrows at you all the time. And if you don't have your shield of faith come up, you are going to, uh, 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 and it is going to go here, and then you're going to go this, and then you're going to go this, and then the whole process starts all over again. But if you, behind closed doors, spend time with the Lord, then, and you put on the armor, because that's what, that's what he tells us to do, and we step out for battle, because every day is a battle. Let's, let's face it, Right? We are not going to have our weapons ready because he said, in this world, you will have trouble, okay? So he's already telling us. He doesn't tell us when, but he's saying, you will. So let's talk about what you need in your toolbox for these battles. Let's talk about them, ladies. Be equipped, the only way that you can be equipped is this. That's the only way. It's not Twitter. It's not Instagram. It's not Facebook. And by golly, it's not the news. It is so important to surround yourself with the word and with like-minded people. You know why? Because birds of a feather flock together. And if you are not walking with the Holy Spirit first, and someone attaches to your hip that's not supposed to be there, and if you, don't, if you haven't been listening, then what's going to get on you? Things that don't need to be there. It's a discipline. It's a discipline to learn how to commune with the Lord. And you have to want to. And one thing that I've learned in my life is 
the truth, his truth, how he's alive, has only affected me when it's a revelation for me. Right? So what I mean by that is if I'm knocking and if he's answering and we start to commune and we have this amazing journey together, I can come and be like, oh my gosh, you will never believe what happened between me and Jesus today. Right? Versus third party story. Well, I met this girl and she said she had a really great day with Jesus. I mean, I don't know what she did. I mean, it was just great. You know what I mean? There's a difference. And he wants to talk with all of us. He wants to have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even snacks with us. But if we're not engaging, and if we're not communing, then where is that relationship? And then how are you going to know what tool to pull out in your battle? If you're not communing with the one that made you. I mean, think about this. He made everything about you. Your hair color, your eyes, your nose, how big your chest is going to be. I mean, everything. He made everything. Everything. So why in the heck do we go like this? So if we're in this place of surrender and rest and oh, what is that, you know, what does that look like? And how do we get there? Like I'm believing right now that the Lord is showing areas in your life that you need to surrender. Okay, step one, you're hearing. That's amazing. Step two, how? How? Well, if you're hearing, then he's going to show you how, right? And you're going to have to be led by the Spirit. Because if he told us that the Spirit is here, then he's going to show you how to do it. It might be as simple as writing down a word, whatever that is, crinkling it up and throwing it in the trash and not chasing the garbage truck down the road <laughs> to find that piece of paper because you didn't mean it. It might mean giving up this addiction It might mean totally rearranging your life to the place where you feel like you're a stranger in your own body. But if he brought you there, he is going to use you. Why? Because you went like this. And you took the deadbolt off of the toolbox and you opened it up, and you put your headset on, and you went like this. And you put it in his lap, and you said, take care of that. That's mine. And he said, my daughter, that's all I wanted. Let me, 
let me take these things. Let me take these pinpricks that has exposed you to the wrong, to like to the world. The world is yucky. It is. It's yucky. But he's not. Don't, don't take your relationship of the hurts to your heart out on the Lord. By golly, give it to him. Give it to him. He will be, he will take so care of it. Yeah, just, ah. Let's just all take a breath. But I say, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. Listen to those words. The desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. So you just think, spirit, flesh. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. Okay, so there's a battle. You have flesh and you have spirit. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. So what does that mean? Well, let's go back to that verse in the beginning where the spirit of the Lord is what? There is freedom. So, I'm choosing, I want to walk in freedom. I do not want to be under law. No way. The world, so think about it, the world is law, right? Look at what you did. You think you're so high and mighty. Oh, you call yourself a Christian? Yeah, right. Look at how you talk to that person. Over here, the spirit is like, now what's in your heart that just made you say that? Let's just take, let's just take that away. Because out of the heart, the mouth will speak. So, aren't they cute? They're pink. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. These are the works of the flesh. We have sexual immorality. We have impurity. Idolatry. There's sorcery. There's strife. There's jealousy. There's fits of anger. Rivalries. Divisions. Envy drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. All of these things are of the flesh. I warn you, as I've warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's black and white here, right? But I want to tell you, 
There's no condemnation. So if something in this, what, what I just said right here, is bubbling, then you recognize that, you acknowledge it, and you repent. You write it down on a piece of paper, and you throw it in the trash, and you say, Father, forgive me. And then it's done. It's not, what do I have to do to earn your forgiveness? How can I, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm worth nothing. I'm awful. No. All he wants is for you to acknowledge, repent, and then, and then it's done. It's done. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But he doesn't stop there. He's like, okay, I'm going to tell you more. I want to tell you what will, how to give you instruction. These are things to put in your toolbox, okay? Your heart. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against any of these that I just mentioned, there is no law. There's freedom. Because this stuff is good. It's good. Because when we walk with the Holy Spirit and when we welcome him in, the fruit of the Spirit. So I don't know if you've ever noticed this. It's not fruits. It's fruit. It's all one package. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to give you an apple. It's like, I'm going to give you an apple, orange, pineapple, mango, all of these strawberries. I'm going to give you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When you walk your life in my life, this is what's going to flow out of you. And this is what's going to attract people to you. And this is what's going to show them that you walk with the Spirit. It's unison. It's unison. It's not... It's, it's, it's not, um, you're just in unison. That's all I can think of. Um, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. So a visual really has given the Lord their heart to dissect, to renew with its passions and desires. 